little time lapse. Yeah, I'm down. Little TL. Little TL. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> That's super gross. I don't like. I don't know why enunciating things or abbreviating things, abbreviating things that like shouldn't be abbreviated. Just not the biggest fan of. So you're not a fan of nap on air. Nap on air. No, I was never. I I didn't like nap. Any nap. You still do not like the nap. It just it it uh, yeah no I didn't. And then there's like there's words like like OFC which is of course. Uh huh. But like what's the F stand for? Of. But why isn't it just OC? OC. That doesn't make sense. What do you mean it doesn't make sense? It doesn't make sense. You don't make sense. <laughs> if someone typed like something is it just said OC. Yeah, but it's an abbreviation. Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> There's only two letters in the word. You'll be fine. Um, welcome back to the podcast, guys. I am Isaiah. What's up, guys? <laughs> I'm Seth Garrell. It's nice to meet you guys again. We're back at it again, guys. We and sure are. Like we said last on the last episode, if we actually watched all that, because um, <laughs> we were kind of just ranting a little bit. It was great. But um, on this podcast 11, we are switching things up. Ooh. And we have a new new little a little idea for you guys. I'm not Ooh. sure if you like it or not, but we're I do our first react. What? Ooh, I see. I'm learning this today. This is yeah. great. <laughs> this is. This I'm is, in the dark about this whole thing. This is Isaiah's plan. This is my master scheme. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a little background in terms of why we're doing this. So the other day, we have a friend who's been. We're trying to figure out a way to incorporate her and bring her on board. But one thing she did that was super cool is she gave us a bunch of articles. And as I was reading them, I was like, man, it would be so cool if we just, like, like talked about these things. But then I started thinking of, like, it's not like this is our expertise or anything like that. So it's like, I would just be representing the information anyway. So we might as well just react to it. Mm. And I know that, like, even in, like, my short stint as a YouTuber, like, react channels were pretty big. And I've never understood why, but being on the back end, like, this idea of just bringing awareness to something, like, I don't think people are actively reading loneliness articles. Mm. I don't think that's happening. And since we're not experts ourselves, it's almost like this opportunity to, like, mix. Yeah, it's like we're learning and we're presenting information. Mm. And I think that's just really cool, because then we get to educate everyone involved and just start a conversation. And even beyond the statistics and things like that, like, I think there's certain things I saw in this article as I was reading that I may not have thought about on my own, and I think it will be good conversation points. So anyway, the way this is going to go down, at least what's happening in my head is, I read the article. He did not. <laughs> I don't like reading in general. This is usually how anytime he tells me to read something, this is how it works. So, so you're viewing live our friendship, just how he'll read me something, and I'll be like, oh, cool. Yep. <laughs> and then I might say something or not. And that's kind of how today's going to go. Yeah. So podcast 11. Woohoo. Podcast 11. And I'm, I'm a really just like, I'm going to play off of that. I'm going to play off the fact that he's completely in the dark about it and that I know this stuff. So there's a couple highlight just stats and just reports. What is, what is, so what's the article? What's the article? Sweet. So the article was called most Americans are lonely and our workplace culture may be causing it. Oh no, I lied. Our workplace culture may not be helping. Oh, okay. It's a very long title, actually. So most Americans are lonely, and our workplace culture may not be helping. Yes. Okay. That that is the title. Okay. That is the full title 
of that article. Sweet. And it was written by good old Elena Rinkin. Hey, shout the out. Homie. Uh, yeah, Elena. I met her back in high school. Good you old Elena. never met Elena. Don't you <laughs> even try. That, hey, I Elena, would... you know, when you watch this episode, you make sure you tell them you know what's up. Uh, and the article was on NPR. That is where she found this from. So NPR, Elena Rinkin. Most Americans are lonely and our workplace culture may not be healthy. Okay. And the report was actually based on an article or a what's it called an experiment a survey a report that was put out by Cigna report and if you don't know what Cigna is it's like a leading insurance place so they do Sigma Cigna like C-I-G-N-A oh I have Cigna yeah it's like really popular I had had Cigna so like when I saw that at first it's like when I was reading over it because it's the first time I'm back into articles and stuff and Mm -hmm. you know like normally it's like buzzfeedy of like oh like you know look at these stats and it's like it's not that credible but when i saw that i was like oh okay that's a little credible so let's get into it man yeah man what are these uh these stats so first and foremost it starts off the report by saying at at the very first line uh she pulls out the quote that says more than three in five americans are lonely with more and more people reporting feeling they are left out and poorly understood and lacking companionship. Three of five. Now, I don't... Try not to bump the table as much. Sweet. Stupid, sensitive mic. <laughs> yeah, our mic's very sensitive, so anytime he's proving his point and bumping... Because he's very good with his hands and likes to make points, but it does dumb stuff with the mic, so thank you. Just we, we just we can actually cut out that whole portion because that, that threw off the vibe a little bit. Oh, I'll no, go back. Oh no, we're leaving that no, in no, there. No, we cut three this, and this three is and this five. is professional. We have never cut, and we're not going to uh, three and I five Americans. You said. See, people are listening, and they'll they'll respond, and they'll be like, "Seth, why didn't you cut that part? It makes all the sense in the world to cut that part." <laughs> And yet, it's we're still in. <laughs> when our two followers hit you up, and, I'll be like, and yet listen. you're still listening to us argue about this. I mean, it may so, have been cut. <laughs> uh, so three and five, you said more than three and five Americans. More than three and five are lonely, and wow. more are reporting feeling that way. And this, these are people in the workplace and lacking companionship. These are of the ten thousand people they surveyed. Wow. So the Cigna report, um, their original their original one they put out was back in 2018, mm-hmm. and then this one was in 2019. So they this is the first time they can compare, and then they said that even amongst those two years, there's been a 13 percent rise in their report. So like loneliness is up by 13 percent. Okay. And the way they're measuring this is by something called the UCLA loneliness scale now i've never heard of this okay and that's the part where i sort of chuckled i was like there's a there's a scale i didn't know there was a loneliness scale <laughs> there's like an official scale and I mean, it's something that i learned it kind of scares me because i'm pretty high on that i'm sure and one it may be fun for us to take <laughs> the loneliness the ucla loneliness there's test scale test i'm not sure if it's just like online i'm not sure if there's someone who just knows how because i feel like it's more like experimental but like someone does it in the background and you don't actually figure out the report. But anyway, there's a UCLA loneliness scale. So there's a way of actually measuring this. And that's how they figured out these stats above. Now, if that in and of itself doesn't call out to you, cool. But what I was more interested in is like they listed certain factors that that affected this loneliness scale. Like there was like pool stats, if you will. Mm-hmm. So of them, there's four. And I'm just curious whether or not you will find 
these more surprising or actually I want to get your judgment before I even say the real answer. So the first one is gender. Okay. So apparently depending on your gender, you're more likely to be lonely or not. So do you think men or female as reported by this report? Men. Men. Why why is that your first one? I don't know. <laughs> I had a 50-50 shot. Uh, I feel like women have all their girlfriends and stuff. I don't know. I, there's literally no reason for it. Uh, I think I think men in general can be a little bit more reserved. Uh-huh. Um, but I also think that they don't inherently dislike being reserved. So mm. I'm kind of split. Whereas women are very a lot more social normally mm. than, than men. And this is very... Um, based on very loose personal judgments that no, I've like, made. No, this is good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'm just going with men. Because I, I can see both sides being very good, but let's just go with men. Bet. For anyone tracking at home, I hope you have yours down. Do you think it's men or women? The actual answer is 63% of men are found to be lonely, and 58% of women are one for one. 63% of men. 63%. That's, that's a big number. That's almost two thirds. <laughs> that, that is, a, mean, that like is exactly two thirds. Three, yeah. 66 would be two thirds. Um, if you put, 60, it's 66.66666. 66, so it repeating goes to, and it's 63. Which so rounds up to 67. So, wait, you said 63? Yeah. Oh, it's awkward. <laughs> that's on me. I heard 67. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so if you put three guys in a line two of them are feeling like some type of way which is kind of crazy and my answer originally what I would have said is I would have thought ladies felt more alone because I mean there's this like almost stigma that like the older girls get like the more they're like oh yeah companionship Mm -hmm. like that was that's the stigma I realized was in my head but Mm -hmm. then when I started thinking about it even in this podcast I realized that something that guys don't do is really hold like deep combos yeah and when I think about even um most of the friends I have now, especially like the ladies that are in our ministry, they're always talking. Like they're they're full on, like behind closed door conversations are happening. And even for like the guys, like those may happen. But even yesterday, I had someone. I was on the phone with like uh, one of my best friends, and he was saying like, "Yeah, for the first time in like I've known a guy for like four years, and I felt like we just had our first real conversation yep. yesterday." <laughs> And I started thinking, I'm like, that's pretty common. That That's actually the common thing. So, yeah, that kind of makes sense. One thing that you may not have caught is, like, both of those are above 50%. So, men are 63. Women are 58. So, that means if there were two people, like, odds are you can be lonely. Mm-hmm. And that means it's affecting a lot of people. So, like, that's pretty shocking for me. So, that's gender. Second one, social media. Now, there's no, like, this one's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. But how many people, or what do you think the percentage is of people who are heavy social media users? Like, they're on Instagram, Twitter, all that good What's stuff. What's the percentage? What percentage do you think they are feeling lonely of like, all the people? Oh, of there? the people using social media, what percent is feeling lonely? Yeah. I'm going 85. 85. 73. God. 
73%. It's up there, though. I was close. That's three out of four people. That is three. That is, that is pretty darn three, three out, out of four, four Right? That's crazy. And these are heavy social media users. For those who, like, use it a little bit, 50%. Okay. So, back to that idea of, like, one out of two people. Mm-hmm. You have two friends. One of them feels some type of way, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about. I can think of two friends. I have a thousand <laughs> friends on Facebook. Friends, quotation marks. Quotes. 500 and lonely? Mm. Mm. Right? That's a lot of people. That starts to hit you. H. Next one. Oh, gosh. Do you think older people are more lonely or younger people? I think it's even. You think it's even? Even Steven? Yep. Based if, on... If not more old. But more. I think it's about even. So, leaning old. Yeah. Fit like 60-40 probably. I got you. Where 60 is old. All right, have your stuff in head. Just think about it. Like, if you were to assume based on everything you've heard on TV, whatever things are in your head, your biases, whatever they may be, old or young, according to this report in the official loneliness scale from UCLA, come on, UCLA, that exists. Um, the scale is based off of a score of eighty. Gen Z, Gen Z, like oh, the generation. So I looked it up just so that everybody at home knows. UCLA, there's 20 questions ranging from four to zero that you answer it on like, hey, do you feel outgoing? Or how, how often do you feel outgoing? Uh, I feel left out. And like four being all the time, zero being never. And so it goes all the way up to 80. And then, yeah. So there's so the high question. The higher your number is, the more lonely you are, I guess. I don't know. I didn't find it like definite. Like, oh, that yeah. makes sense. That's, but the higher, yeah. higher the number, the lonelier yeah, you are. Yeah, that's math. I don't, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's like like oh, if times four is 80. 30, 30 to forty is like relatively lonely. Forty to fifty, something like that. But that's the just general kind of so. Sweet, that makes yeah, sense. So based on the loneliness scale, based on that official <laughs> judgment scale, Gen Z. So that's people who are currently eighteen to twenty two years old. That's me. Had the highest average loneliness score of about fifty of eighty, okay. and then boomers. Which is like people... Actually, I don't know the age range of people. Of it's boomers, like 50s, 60s. 50s, 60s, all that good stuff. My mom's a boomer. Had the lowest score. Oh, about wow. About 40. <laughs> so you know that good old imagery of like, oh, the older you get, you'll have cats and you'll be alone in the basement. That's weird. It's backwards. So people our age feel the worst, but it's like once you get out of the... Pretty much once you get out of college, like college age and mm-hmm. you start your career, it starts going down. Okay. Thoughts on that? It's weird because I was my information was or my guess was going off of my psychology class that I took in my junior year where we. I just remember him telling us like, depression, um, is just as if not more prevalent in old people, like older people as it is in, um, young people and yeah. So I was going off of that, but I mean, I think it kind of makes sense just because like, I think we're a lot more people to think about those things and like with mental health being such a big topic that it is today and like loneliness and all that, it kind of makes sense. Just kids feel lonely and yeah, all that stuff. But I think interesting. one thing, I mean, it could have been an after the fact type thing, but I think about high school and I think about how much you don't understand yet. So for them, 
like loneliness is like ah like because you don't understand it yet you're just mm-hmm. like i'm in a space and we sort of talked about this when we were talking about the culprits of loneliness like mm-hmm. this whole idea that when you don't understand something it can affect you a lot more heavily yeah and one thing it mentioned in the article is the fact that like as people get older they realize that this isn't this random occurrence like either a one thing that could be happening is they can be content with the idea of loneliness mm-hmm. so it's like they've been lonely so long that it's like eh. Eh. <laughs> so they're That's just real. they're just straight or b they got to a point where like they don't have as big of expectations anymore like mm-hmm. some people they're like i want to be friends with everybody and like everything matters whereas like when you're older you start caring as much mm-hmm. so that that could be where it is but all of this i don't know they, there's no science so it's just interesting that like people in 18 to 22 are the highest though mm-hmm. so that means even people in high school are more content than people in college mm. the college age is the worst and i thought like that's super fascinating and it makes sense because it's like you get this opportunity it's supposed to be the best four years of your life you're out there but yet there's so many places where like i'll talk to somebody and they feel like they don't really have friends yet like mm-hmm. they don't really feel connected they haven't felt their community yeah. and even when they find it like I've heard people who've joined fraternities and all that good stuff who are like I got into it I thought this was going to be family then I realized it wasn't and then I got even more sad because like mm-hmm. I actually put myself out there I went to the clubs I went to all the community events mm-hmm. but yet I still didn't get the connection and then I felt even more lonely until I finally left college and then it was like whatever Yeah. and then you just start going to work and then you become quote unquote normal so yeah I thought of all the ones presented so far, that one was the most like shocking. It's very interesting. And then it ends with coworkers. Coworkers was the last key factor they pulled in. And just based on the article title, I figured that was going to be the case. Um, so they say that people with good coworkers average 10 less points than those who don't. So that means that if I go to work and I like the people there, then if I was like decently lonely before, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I feel like, all right, things are straight. Yeah. But if I go to work already lonely and then I get there and then people don't really vibe well with mm-hmm. me, that means I'm coming home feeling like really some type of way. Yeah. And then when I think about it, when you think about the numbers from earlier about like at least one and two people mm-hmm. at the very least are feeling some type of way, if not two and three people, that makes sense because I don't know a lot of people who love their job. Yeah. I don't. So that one was really interesting and then they listed four factors from within co-workers that make a difference so there's work-life balance there's shared goals there's workers in their first six months of the job and then there's close friends at work mm-hmm. so at work-life balance that's also something i'm noticing more and more of like people going to work all the time Mm-hmm. but not really having a life outside of work. Mm-hmm. Or even if they did have free time, when they do get out of work, they don't have anything to do. Yeah. So why do you think people struggle with that so much? So I work at IHOP. I'm going to go off of that. <laughs> uh, there's a, I, I work with a bunch of servers. I'm a server there. And I work with a bunch of servers, and I can think of a few people that are like that there's one guy that I work with who takes straight up like nine ten shifts a week yeah um nine ten like eight nine hour shifts yeah which definitely adds up after a while that's 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 close to it's getting up there um and I just think about him and I hear very little from him 
outside of either work stuff or like his family. Like I hear, mm. like I hear about his nephew. Yeah. Um, and he, he does talk about like his nephew and all the fun stuff that goes on with little kids. Cause little kids are great. But yeah, I think like one, one of the big things is just like a necessity sometimes, or that's what I, I've seen at least with like a lot of work, like all the people that are working a ton of shifts and are picking up a crazy amount of shifts just need it because like one point one of my coworkers was getting married and so he needed money for the wedding um even the guy that's working 10 hour shift or 10 like eight nine hour shifts are or he's saving up for college and yeah. like trying to pay off his college debt and all that stuff and so a lot of times it's just out of necessity but it definitely i think even just now he hasn't done that in probably two weeks and he's like, yeah, I feel so much better because <laughs> like it, it definitely like weighs on you after like yeah, just yeah. constantly being at work constantly, especially as a server. But like in general, just constantly giving yourself to your company and constantly giving yourself to the people around you that like isn't inherently because you said going off of what you said that not everybody enjoys their work. Yeah. And I can honestly say that like serving is one of those things where it's not I mean, I enjoy what I do. But, like, it's definitely not my be-all, end-all. I'm not going to be a server at IHOP for 40, 50 years. Yeah. Like, I'm hoping not to die at IHOP. That would <laughs> um, be the dream. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a nightmare. But, but yeah, so it's, like... And not to say that people who do do that are, are bad people or whatever. Just, like, a lot of times it is out of necessity where you just need to need to get the grind for a little bit. But it definitely has that outcome of just not being able to have a social life because there's not enough time in the day to have a social life. Yeah. I think of my mom. She's been in the work business, like the food industry specifically forever. Like since she's been in college, Mm. got out of college, I've seen her work at every food place, Wendy's, Taco Bell. That was a great time, by the way. When she worked at Taco Bell, I was living. Isaiah's addicted. (laughs) Taco Bell... We'll, we'll get into that later. Please tacos, sponsor us, uh, Taco Bell. If we please. had like free tacos for every podcast episode, and don't, they would just don't even. I don't want to dream about that because then I'm going to be sad every time we shoot a podcast and there's no tacos. <laughs> don't even. I don't even want to bring that up. One day, one day, a man can dream. Anyway, Taco Bell, um, Bojangles, Old Country Buffet, mm-hmm. like all of them, all of them. Even now, she's working at Outback. Before that, she worked at Olive Garden, and I can just keep going back and back. So yeah. she's been in food forever. But her dream is with homeless people and, and helping. And that's her true passion. But, yeah. like, when I talk to her, nine times out of ten, it's about work. It's not about, like, the homeless thing. Yeah. It's, it's about, like, how her workers are treating her or, like, how the other managers are doing. And after a while, it becomes, like, your reality. And I just think that's so scary because, like you said, for a lot of people, it's just a necessity. Yeah. So, like, when you don't even get to have your real personality because you're at work so much, it's like, who do you become? Mm. Like, who do you really become when you're in work that long? And there's, I mean, it makes sense why people are so lonely. And then even tying that in with another thing, share goals. Like, do you feel like the people at your jobs or just, like, places you've been have similar goals as you? Do I feel like the the people at my work have similar goals as me? Yeah. Relatively, I mean, my goal for being there is just get money and get out of there. <laughs> um, so they definitely do in that case, because uh, like I think everybody's definitely just trying to get their get their check and get out. Um, well, at IHOP, it's get their tips and get out. Yeah, um, but 
Yeah, outside of that, like very, very few people have the same goals as me or like life goals or whatever. And even just like not even life goals, but like even just now and looking, looking at what's going on now with them, like a lot of them are their entire mission in life is just getting a check. Yeah. And so they're not when they're there, they're not very, they're not really sharing their life. They're not really like even sharing goals or sharing missions. And like, I try to ask like a lot of times I'll be asking, Hey, what do you want to do with your life? Or do you want to be here for the rest of your life? Or like what, what's a dream that you have you want to do? Because I'm not a big dreamer. So I like to hear dreams so that I can hopefully develop them one day. But yeah, it's, so I think like yes and no, (laughs) when our goal is to get in and out, and just make money yeah that's definitely something we all kind of have at that workplace but outside of that like because that's such a prominent goal for a lot of people they kind of neglect the either letting people in or I mean as well it's a, it's a workplace like we're not yeah, you're yeah. not really you can be friends with your coworkers, but like you're not supposed to have coworkers be your friends or something like that there's some there's some like dichotomy that's there but it's just one of those things that a lot of people just don't really want is like friend coworkers, which yeah. is weird to me. But I mean, you spend most of your time at work. Like yeah. you speak of the guy who works like ninety hours or something crazy. Work is his life to a degree. So it's like yeah. if you don't have friendships there, like they even spoke on that of like people again who have a close work friend. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't have people who have the same goals that's in the same workplace as him, where he's like trying to get money, how's he ever going to really? Like, dream, like you said. Like, how is he going to keep... And it's just so crazy to think about all of that. And when you really put it together, I just think of... I think of, like, an emptiness, you know? Like, a sort of shallowness to it all. Just, like, you show up, you leave, and then you're not changed. And that's it. Yeah. And even with the people who do share the same goal, like, yeah, we need money. And, like, we're... That's sort of, like, this, like, on the bottom, like, oh, man, I can't wait to, like, one day dot, dot, dot. But even, like, with deeply rooted goals, there's a difference between that and, let's say, like, what we're doing. Like, we're working on loneliness right now. We're on this podcast. We're doing all this stuff. We have very similar, like, all right, let's affect the world together yeah. type goals. Like, we're bonded in that. And anyone who comes on is going to share that. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're at a certain job where it's, like, just, like, money. Let's get people pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Who flipping cares? Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like for some people who are service, cool. But a lot of people, realistically, who do go into it, it isn't for the service. Yeah. It is for the money. So just something to think about, guys. Um, and I want to end with one of these quotes that good old Dave Namasek, another one of my close friends. My man, Mr. Name, <laughs> Dr. Namasek. Good old, good old Professor Doug. 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 Oh, that's... The, I'm going to name my child Doug. Good old Doug. That's a man's name right there. Doug name is And especially like. if I have a daughter, that's going to be a fun time. Good old good old Doug. Come meet my daughter. <laughs> Come meet my daughter Dougie Fresh. <laughs> good old Doug name is like the chief medical officer of behavioral health in Sigma. Mm-hmm. Says in-person, communi- in-person connections are what really matters. Sharing that time to have a min- meaningful interaction and a meaningful conversation to share our lives with others is important to help us mitigate and minimize loneliness. And I do think that's what it comes down to. Like when you're in the workplace and you think about all the conversations you've had with people, how many of them like are meaningful? Like mm-hmm. how many of them are really like you're trying to engage with that person's life? Like yeah. when you spend so much time at work, 
and you're not talking about anything like your mind to a degree becomes numb like you start to like you're just going through the motions and you and you really do get that feeling of like man it, this is sort of empty because yeah. it is to a degree yeah. like you're not speaking on what matters to you so that's just as you're in your workplace if I could empower our like listeners to do anything like even if you're in classes and you could easily just talk about class all day cool but when are you going to ask them about stuff that really matters like yeah. the question you're asking like what's your dream like what are you doing after this like what, mm-hmm. what matters to you these are questions that we all should be asking and to end on an optimistic note the one good thing of all of this is that more than three quarters of the survey responders said they had a closer relationship that brings them emotional security and well-being which is pretty dope like three out of four people feel they have at least one person in their life that really brings them that's what really and like we were saying a couple episodes ago like there is probably someone in your life even if you're feeling some type of way like if you were to really sit down and think about it there's probably someone there that you can start opening up to. Yeah. It doesn't have to be your whole workforce. It doesn't have to be your whole high school. But you can start having these conversations with that one person and just say, like, hey, I want to open up to you. Like, let me tell you what really matters. And that's what I want to end on. So thank you guys for sitting through all this. Um, yeah. New format. Let us know how you how you think of it. Hopefully it was educational because I've learned some things. Any takeaways le- from you? I didn't learn anything. <laughs> um, I learned that I don't like learning. Hmm. It's my biggest takeaway. I learned, I think it, 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 one big thing that I learned just to kind of keep it short and sweet is that I can definitely make a huge impact when I'm either at work or at school, like wherever it is that I consider work, there's a huge impact that can be made by just making a very little effort towards making people feel comfortable. Absolutely. The one thing I took is like most people feel the same way I do. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that feels like mad empty. And although I'm on that later end, which is crazy, like as a 22 year old, I'm like, man, I finally got it. And then the survey says, <laughs> yeah, once you leave that age, you're fine. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I hate being a part of a statistic. I really yeah. do. But it's true. Like the older you get, the better it gets. So if that provides hope for anybody, um, little little unconventional knowledge is it gets better as you get older. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought it? You'll you'll figure it out. (laughs) You'll figure it out. But thanks for tuning in to episode 11. Stay tuned for episode 12. We'll do another one of these. So, yeah, hit us up. It's been real. Three second free free. One, two, three. Uh. Man, I did this one twice in a row. Uh, I keep going to the Y. I keep going to like the Y. I hit the whoa.